That intro song was Deja Vu by Post Malone. Um, I felt that was fitting because the Brewers played 13 games, and I feel like I've had Deja Vu watching every one of them, especially the past three days. I mean, I think we've literally watched the same baseball game three times in a row, all with different endings. Um, but the Brewers just wrapped up their third game in St. Louis, um, taking two of three, winning the series despite playing pretty poorly um, was actually a pretty good finish. Game one, Brewers won. Uh, Arcia had a nice RBI, gave him the lead early. But Jolie's Chassin struggled again, only went four and two-thirds innings, gave up three runs, three walks, and he just not, has not looked great so far this season. Um but thankfully, the offense picked him up. Manny Pena picked him up later with a two-RBI double. Um, and then Sogard was a nice little offensive spot on Monday night. Um, three for four in that one. But, of course, then he had the uh, infield hits that brought the Cardinals back. And uh, Matt Albers, you know, he, he pitched well. It, it wasn't really his fault. The Cardinals had so many infield hits that first game. Um, and then which brought them back, the infield hits, tied the game in the ninth, and then the Brewers went on. The Greg Holland walks on Monday night kind of sprung the Brewers to a victory, you know, walked four or five guys, looked terrible. I mean, he walked everybody and his grandmother uh, in that first game, and but they were able to take that first one. The bullpen was pretty solid that first game. Hater threw two good innings, and despite the blown saves, it wasn't really anyone's fault. They they struggled, but it wasn't it wasn't anything mightily. It was just unlucky that first one, and then you know you really ended up watching the same one uh, in game two. So um, the Brewers game two, Suter pitched well again, but only made it five and a third. You know the issue with this team right now is is length in the rotation is something that is going to be a problem as they go forward. I mean. You can't get through a full season with your starters only going four and two-thirds and then five and a third. I mean, it's just not going to happen. Domingo Santana picked it up um, in that second game, but really the story of the game was the bullpen and some bright spots and, and some struggle spots. Hader was, did not pitch, which we'll get to in a little bit, but Barnes and Oliver Drake were abysmal. Despite Drake not giving up any runs, he has not been good. And I don't think he will be good as we go forward into the season. He's going to have to pick it up if we want a successful bullpen. But there were some bright spots. You know, Williams coming in, and I think he could be a very good um, bullpen piece for the Milwaukee Brewers as we go forward. I mean, he's got a good fastball. He's got a lot of move on his slider. I think that could be a piece that we're pleasantly surprised about, kind of like Josh Hader was last season where everyone was like, where did this guy come from? You kind of get that same feel that you could get it with Williams, Then um, I hope to. But really the story of last night was the back and forth. The Brewers took the lead. The Cardinals tied it up. The Brewers took the lead. The Cardinals tied it up multiple times. Three blown saves in total once we got to the 10th inning, which was, was not ideal for Milwaukee, who's – was trying to figure out a closer situation since Corey Knable went down. And obviously, Jeffries has had to go had to go early in that game, which I, I guess when you need him to go, he's the guy. But I'd really like to see Jeremy Jeffries closing games out. Now, Matt Albers has picked up two saves. Um, and he was solid last year for Washington, so I get it. 
he's he's not going to glamour you. He's not going to glitz you. He's not anything special. I mean, he just looks like if you saw Matt Albers walking down the street, he would look like an average Joe. But he gets out. He had a good season last year. He's refound himself and, and developed his career into a pretty solid one that, you know, personally, I, th- I think the Brewers have a solid bullpen with him. But, you know, he's not the ninth inning guy that you want. The thing that frustrates me about the game, too, that the Brewers lost was that Hayter did not pitch. Now, I know he pitched two games on, two innings on Monday. And Council doesn't like to use him back-to-back days too much, especially if he goes two innings. But if he's your best reliever, you have to have him available in that spot. You have to have him out there to pitch in those games. Now, I know he came in today in this game three, which we'll get to, and, and pitched pretty well, but... Overall, you can't you can't have your best bullpen arm sitting out there. I know he's resting. I know it's early in the season, but there needs to be a somewhat of a defined role, especially if Canable's out for Josh Hader. He's going to be a bullpen guy. He's not going to be a starter. I mean, he's been a good bullpen guy. He's the best option out of the pen for the Brewers, and he needs to stay as a bullpen guy. The starting pitcher closing, you know, six, seven, eight defined roles is going away in baseball. It's just not happening anymore. You see it all the time with Cleveland. Cleveland's best reliever is Andrew Miller. The Dodgers' best reliever is Kenley Jansen. And in playoff time, they have no issue going to those guys in any situation. Andrew Miller, a couple years ago, they went to Andrew Miller in the fourth inning because it was their tight spot. You need your best pitcher available in that spot. And I know Craig Council can't see to how the ninth inning and how's that going to go. And that's what Canable was for. But if you don't have Canable, you need to adjust those roles accordingly. If you need a closer and you need it to be a ninth inning guy, Josh Hader's that guy. And when a Canable comes back, maybe you, you shift Hader back to his best spot, best pitcher role. Because I think that's where he's, he's really good. He's, he's a type of guy that can come in anytime, any day, and get those important outs, any point in the game. Canable's your ninth inning guy, but you like to have the flexibility of Hader, and I get that. But without Canable, that role needs to be adjusted and refined. If Matt, I guess if Matt Albers is going to be the guy, fine. He's done fine so far, and he was a good pickup from Washington last year where he had a solid season. So... Overall, I just like to see a more defined role in this bullpen, but you really can't complain about this bullpen. I mean, they, they gave up, what, 9, 12 runs in this series, and they won two games. They pitched well. They had the unluckiness of, of the second game, but overall, you can't be too upset. And then, of course, game three, um, which just wrapped up and we're recording right now, uh, Junior Garrow got the start and actually pitched really well, which is kind of a topic that we're going to dive in after this recap of the game. But Garrow went five and a third. Thames had two hits. He's been hitting the ball really well. Jennings had two strong. And then Hayter came in, closed the door. Albers came in the ninth inning, got the last two outs, and the Brewers won the game three to two. Um, so you can't complain about that. I mean, there are issues with this ball club. We're 13 games in. We're seven and six. There's issues with this ball club, but it's not anything glaring at this point. There's holes that need to be filled. There's need, things that need to be fixed. But to be seven and six, you struggled against the Cubs. You struggled your first series against St. Louis. You go to St. Louis and win two of three. That's a good one, especially going into an off day. 
when you're going to get healthy, you know, you're hoping Lorenzo Cain is coming back on Friday. You're hoping Christian Yelich is coming back on Sunday. All of a sudden, you got your pieces back to where you want it to be. You know, Knabel, we don't really know. He's on the DL. It's going to be some time to figure out what he's he's going to do. But overall, um, his injury did not look as bad as we originally thought. Um, it sounded like council thought that Knabel would eventually be good to go, and there was nothing, nothing too lingering where it's going to howl him. But like I said earlier, um, it's tough to pitch on a hamstring like that, and that's going to take some time. So we can't be banking on you know, patchwork until Corey Knabel gets back. But overall, the third game went well. I mean, rotation was strong in this one. Junior Guerra, five and a third. But the big issue, I think, with this team is going to be the the length and the rotation. Now, I know it's it's April. These guys are still getting loose. People say, well, spring training, they should be ready to go. They're not. No arm is major league ready to throw seven, eight innings unless the pitch count is low. But you can't continuously have guys only going five and a third or five innings because that's going to put way too big of a strain on your bullpen. Uh, and it's not like they're five breezeful innings. They're they're tough. I mean. They've been a they've been a, a a tough stretch for the starting rotation. And it's something that's gonna have to be improved. I, you know, and people say, well, Jimmy Nelson's coming back. He'll be our ace. And Jimmy is coming back. And I'm I'm very happy with that result. I'm very happy that Jimmy will be back, but that's not till July. There's a lot of baseball games in June and July, and even when he gets back in late June, early July. Who knows what Jimmy Nelson we're going to have. So you can't bank on that as being the anchor of your starting rotation. Now, obviously, Chassin, Suter, Davies, Anderson, all these guys are good. And, you know, not Chassin. You know, not all these guys are good. Chassin is terrible. He should not be in the rotation. I'm amazed that we came into the season with him as our number two. But that's a point that I will hammer on all season long. He stinks. He's always stunk. Um, stunk in Colorado. Stunk in San Diego. In stinks in Milwaukee, so that's one you can hammer me on it if I'm wrong on it. But Chasin is terrible; he will be terrible. There's no debate about that. Um, but overall, you know, I'd kind of like to see Junior Guerra get another start. I mean, five and a third scoreless innings at St. Louis. Now I know the Cardinals haven't been hitting the ball well, but they got a pretty good lineup. Um, and to if we can get Junior Guerra from 2016, and we forget we could get half that back. He doesn't need to be contending for the rookie of the year, like which he was in 2016. If he can just be half himself and be an innings eater and you know work his way into the rotation that way, that'd be a huge get for the Brewers because you know a lot of people gave up on Guerra middle of last season. So to get him back and and working and, and pitching well, that would be a nice one to have. Now, obviously, Wade Miley would be another one that will possibly work itself into the rotation. But uh, overall, it's it's going to be pretty solid if they could get him going. So um, the last one that we're going to talk about uh, is Dan Jennings. Pitched two solid innings. He's been a great pickup for the Brewers. And obviously, Tampa Bay was in re- rebuilding mode and didn't want to keep Jennings. But... He's been good so far. Came in two innings and hit a double. Looked a little uncoordinated while doing it, but you know I'm I'm pretty impressed with this bullpen so far. I know they had the tough breaks, but 
overall, you can't complain without Knable. If they get Knable back and everyone's ready to go and throwing well, this is going to be a tough, tough team to to beat, especially, you know, I guess if the starters are only going to go five and six, if you have a bullpen that can come in and shorten the game, it could be something solid that we're looking for. So uh, overall, the series in St. Louis didn't play well, but you won two games on the road. You won the series. That's all you can really ask for. You win a series on the road, headed into an off day. You're hoping to get your two superstar outfielders back. Obviously, that's more than a good thing. It's going to cause some issues here with Santana, Thames, Braun, all five of those guys playing for four spots. But overall, there's not much more you can do. I mean, they have a good team. They have good offensive pieces, and you're just going to have to fit them and work them around. And those who are hitting the ball are going to stay in the lineup, and those who aren't, aren't. I mean, Ryan Braun's going to have to start producing. With the way Eric Thames has produced, especially early on in April and with his April last season, you can't have that guy out of the lineup all the time. It's just not going to happen. I know it's a blessing and a curse and injuries happen and maybe it'll work itself out, but it's something that as a Brewers fan, you got to be a little worried about with all those guys because Yelich is going to play every day. Kane's going to play every day. Braun's going to play against all lefties. And that doesn't leave a lot of for Thames or Santana, who are both playing very well. Thames, you can't take out of the lineup right now. He's on fire. So it'll be interesting to see how the Brewers handle this. But uh, overall, 2-1 series at St. Louis against the division rival. You can't complain about that, especially with the way they played. Um, off day tomorrow, which we're into, you know, tomorrow we'll kind of get into the uh, series preview with the New York Mets, who are uh, red hot, and we are traveling to New York. So it'll be a good test for the Brewers again. Uh, kind of a murderer's row on the schedule with St. Louis, Chicago, St. Louis, New York, who's up to their best start in uh, Mets history. So it'll be interesting, you know, DeGrom, Syndergaard, Steven Matz, they got all those guys that they're going to have to match up with. So offensively, they're going to have to pick it up a little bit. But uh, that's the uh, Brewers recap. Uh, up next, we will talk a little Bucks. Before we get into some Bucks talk, I want to talk to you guys about Anchor. If you're interested in recording your own podcast like the Forward State of Mind, go over to the App Store and check out Anchor. Anchor is a full platform app designed to allow you to make a podcast in just minutes. You can do it from the convenience of your phone simply by holding the phone to your ear or connecting your headphones or Bluetooth speaking devices to it. Not only can you, you know, record yourself and talk through your phone. You can also add in music. You can connect up to Spotify Premium or Apple Music. Uh, it's a pretty cool app. That's what we use here to record the Forward State of Mind podcast. We are an anchor crew. Once you get done editing and adding those music and also transitions, you can go ahead and publish your podcast to all the major podcast listening places. Yes, that's right. You don't have to sit around and wait for someone to get attention. You can put your podcast on Spotify for anyone to listen to in minutes. Let's go to the App Store, type in Anchor, and get recording today. Listen for yourself. Listen to others. It's a full platform. If you want to record with your friends, you can do that. You can add up to 10 people to record your podcast. So let the world hear you with Anchor.
All right, guys, it's time to talk Bucks basketball. Um, a big night for the Milwaukee Bucks. As they wrap up their regular season against the Philadelphia 76ers and a lot still up in the air in the Eastern Conference Finals uh, or Eastern Conference that Eastern Conference playoffs, I should say. Um, a lot of things still moving around, moving parts, depending on who wins and loses tonight. So um, if you're not interested in NBA basketball, you might want to tune in tonight because there could be some magic happening. Um, but right now the Bucks sit as the sixth seed, um, and they were taking on Philadelphia. And the, really, it could all change depending on tonight's games. The Bucks could be the sixth seed. The Bucks could be the eighth seed. They could play Toronto. They could play Cleveland. They could play Boston. Any of those three, and they could play Philadelphia. Um, if the if the Seventy Sixers win and the Bucks lose, which obviously that would happen if they play tonight. The uh, Miami and Washington game could change it up. So the Bucks could fall anywhere from the 6th to 8th seed and could have any of the first four opponents because Philadelphia could still get the 3 seed if they want to. So realistically looking at this Bucks team, I don't think they're beating any of the uh, four teams they may have to play. They may have to play Cleveland. You're not going to beat LeBron in the playoffs. Um, they... I think the best shot they have, you know, because and you don't want to play Philadelphia because they are on fire. You don't want to play Toronto. They've been the best team all year, and they'll probably choke, but they're not going to choke the Milwaukee Bucks. So overall, I think you want to play Boston. I think Boston is the draw that you want to get. So if the if the Bucks lose tonight and drop to the seventh seed somehow, and Washington loses tonight and keeps the eighth seed, wouldn't be the worst thing in the world because the you know I know. You're going to say, well, the, the Celtics have been great all season. Why would we want to match up with them? But they're the team that looks weakest of the four teams they could play. LeBron has been to eight straight finals. 76ers have won 15 games in a row. Toronto's the best team in the Eastern Conference Finals, despite probably will lose to LeBron in the Eastern Conference Finals. You don't want to play any of those teams. So why wouldn't you want to play a beat-up Boston team? I know... They still have Al Horford. They still have Jason Tatum and some other role players, Rozier and those guys. And they still have Brad Stevens as their coach, which is tough. But if you want to win a playoff series, that's the team you want to go after. I mean, you still have Giannis. You got Brogdon back. Jabari, Middleton could make it interesting, is all I'm saying. Do I think they'll win their first playoff series? I think the only team they realistically have a chance of beating is Boston. Could they compete with Cleveland, with Giannis? They could, but not for seven games. It's just not going to happen. They're not going to beat LeBron James in seven games. It's just there's no way. Um, so overall, there's a lot of moving parts in the Eastern Conference Finals, but you're kind of hoping the Bucks would need to lose tonight and they would need Miami to win and... Washington to lose, to stay at that seven seed, which I think would be the perfect spot because the Celtics have clinched the two seed. It's the best opportunity for them to get going. Can they realistically win with Giannis? I mean, you've got that team, but you don't have well-coached, and you're not well-coached. Uh, Joe Prunty's not a good coach, so I don't know, but that's the best shot they're going to have at doing anything like that. So 
We'll have more for you tomorrow. Um, we'll kind of talk Bucks basketball, uh, a full playoff preview tomorrow once uh, we get everything set, figure out our opponent, um, and kind of look at it from there. But stay tuned tonight. Um, Bucks do have a game. Milwaukee also tomorrow, transitioning to the other team. We will talk a little uh, Brewers baseball preview for the series out in New York and uh, get caught up on some Brewers news, maybe talk a little Badger football. The spring game is scheduled for Friday. Looks like it might be canceled, though, so we're going to get into that a little bit. Uh, But uh, as always, thank you for listening to the first episode of the Forward State of Mind podcast. I'll be coming to you pretty much every couple days. What I kind of plan to do on with the schedule of, of games is we'll talk Brewers baseball after every completed series. Um, we'll talk Bucks basketball if it corresponds with that, or else we'll have a Bucks only episode that way. But uh, overall, we're going to be bringing a lot of new content to you guys, and we'll be covering all four or five of those Wisconsin sports. And you know, eventually, we may dabble into some high school sports. So we're excited to get this going. Um, thank you for listening, and until next time, I'm Wisconsin.